You're listening to Please Save Me. Please Save Me is the official recap podcast of Chicago Heroes, network TV's number one drama. Chicago Heroes is definitely a real TV show, but you won't find it in any TV guide. And if you don't watch it, that's that's your your problem. Hey, uh, Ben, Um, you're going to need to put your sleep sack away. I got to what? I'm not going to put my... You gotta put it away. I'm not gonna put my stuff sack away. I'm, I'm taking. I'm gonna take a nap. Okay, but we gotta do it because if somebody walks by and sees that we're sleeping in here, then we're kicked off the lot. They're gonna move our trailer. What, what time th- is it? Nine a.m. Oh, we gotta do the episode. Uh... If the network finds out, we're fucking toast, dude. Listen, I want to get back on my feet. I'll be out of here any in any day now. Okay, well, I have no plans to get out of here because I can't get back on my feet. So, so what are you getting? Um, what are you riding my ass for? About I putting... don't want to get kicked off the fucking lot. Dude. This trailer put... is all I have. This trailer is all I have. Why don't you put your sleeping bag away? Okay, fine. I'm putting it away. I'm setting a good example. All right, we both agree. We're putting them away. You gotta take a side. You know what makes me really sick to my stomach? What? Watching you stuff your face with those hot dogs. If you see me coming, you better run because I'm gonna lay you the fuck down. Nobody, I mean nobody, puts ketchup on a hot dog. Smells like courage. Hey, what's up there, Hero Heads? You are listening to Please Save Me with Sarah Black and Ben Flores. I'm Ben Flores. And I'm Sarah Black. Hi. We are about to get rocking and rolling in episode two here. We're uh, ready to recap tonight's hot, hot episode, hot, hot heat in It Takes a Village. Oh that was the God. title of the uh, this fiery episode. Yeah, fiery indeed. And, you know, Ben, I said it last week. I'm going to say it again this week. I don't know how they're going to top themselves next week. It was like, last week was like bowling a strike, and this was like bowling, tonight was like bowling two strikes in a row. Gobble, gobble, we're almost on our way to a turkey. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And I mean, you said it, but uh, if I, I was, uh, I'm glad you said it. Thank you. We have a, a very special guest here today to talk with us about the episode. Um, I think he can probably speak for himself if he wants to. This is Neil Terry. Uh, hi, how's everybody doing? Uh, happy to be here. Hi, Neil. Hi. So Neil is very close to the show. In mm-hmm. fact, um, Neil, do you want to talk about what what your relationship to Chicago Heroes is? Uh, yeah. Um, well, it all started because um, my mom is uh, she's one of the um, makeup designers of the whole show. So she does a lot of the like scary stuff that you're seeing and a lot of the like gut like like blood and stuff. Michelle and Terry, that's your mom? Michelle Terry. Yeah, she's big time to me. Oh, to she's every- big time to us, too. Yeah, absolutely. We tried to book her. She's busy. She uh, she loves to she loves what she does, and she makes everybody so happy. How can you? <laughs> That's great, to, Sarah. Can I sidebar you for one second here? Yeah, sure. What's up? I thought we had Michelle Terry. Okay, Michelle Terry. Um, I I tried to text her, and uh, she said that I couldn't text her anymore, and she was blocking my number. So I just grabbed her. I grabbed her son. I didn't. We had to record something. 
All right, sidebar, uh, sidebar over there, Neil. Wow, you, uh, you sure whipped out that iPad, start playing on it real fast. Yeah, I've been um, doing uh, Sudoku Seven. Um, it's a Sudoku that they invented in 2007, but I'm just now getting around to it. So, so is that the seventh edition of Sudoku, or has it got only seven squares on there? No, it's just from 2007. Oh, what a so smart you sort boy. of named it that yourself. I get. I mean, I guess I don't know why it matters who named it. Yeah, you really look like you're tearing through that there, buddy. Uh, what yeah. grade are you in there, Neil? Did you already tell us that? No, I'm in seventh grade. You, you're, you're in, in seventh, seventh grade. <laughs> so you starting to uh, starting to mess around with a little romance there? No, I'm in seventh grade and I'm doing Sudoku Seven. Yeah, I guess I should have figured that one out. What uh, what school do you uh, go to, Neil? Are you down there? Um, Where yeah. Are you at? Um, it's a well, it's a different kind of school. It's Hollywood Hills. Um, like they call it Hollywood Hills. That's it. But Hollywood Hills. That's it. You know, and I should have known because it says you got that seal on your sweatshirt there. Yeah, it looks sort of like an Ivy League type of deal, except it says Hollywood Hills. That's it. Well, they wanted to look and feel like an Ivy League middle school, but it's it's. I don't know. It's fun. Hollywood Hills. That's, that's it. it. Yeah, you got to say, you got to go up. You got to have an upbeat. Otherwise, it sounds sad. That's it. Exactly. Yeah, Hollywood Hills. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Mm-hmm. For the record, I want to clarify that this podcast is not sponsored by Hollywood Hills. That's it. And if, But if they want sponsorship, we're open to it. Yeah. Always looking for sponsors. Mm-hmm. So were you? Uh, so Neil, you're in uh, seventh grade. I mean, this mm. is a. I guess this. I guess Chicago Heroes is. Uh, uh, the language is PG, but the drama is R-rated. I would say. Yeah. So are you? Uh, you watching the show, Neil? Oh yeah, I'm addicted. I love everybody on the show. Um, I wish I knew all of them personally, but uh, of course I can't meet everybody. Have you ever met any of them? Um, Just wandering around set. Or? Well, one time I um, like dropped some water on set and um well then i got then they told me i had to go but in the background um was one of the stars who which star um sandra bullock wow did you talk to her did you no i didn't talk to her it was my most embarrassing moment of my entire life you know sandra bullock uh she was in for i uh they had to move the this week's shoot back a couple days because she was in for a sprained ankle. Yeah, I know. I thought the whole time that she was avoiding me because she saw me drop the water and everything, and I was like, "No, this can't be it." But then you're sort of beating yourself I up, was, like I made her slip and fall. Yeah, like did I? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you oh, did. yeah definitely. Yeah, she uh, she slipped on that water, sprained her ankle pretty bad. Uh, she came in with two boots of those. Yeah, she sprained one ankle, but she wanted a boot on the other one for case a, another silly child spilled water. I'm not her. silly, and I am a child. Okay, that's it. Yeah, I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go around uh, counting your chickens before they hatch, though. I don't know if she's gonna give you that boot. Uh, because I don't those... want the boot. I just want to be her friend. Is she your favorite character on the show? She's Is... my favorite character on the show. She's so good. I love everything that she's doing. I love her voice work, um, but I love the character. I think it's really dynamic and super smart and um, just a really well-written and well-rounded human, not just a character. What do you think dynamic means? Fun. You're a real little culture vulture, aren't you, Neil? Yeah. Yeah, I'm always reading Vulture magazine. 
Wow, that's crazy. You get that in print edition? I get it in print. Well, because my mom's in the industry, so for industry night, they give... <laughs> industry night. For our listeners out there, uh, industry is sort of a insider term for uh, show business, a.k.a. the biz. It's also an insider term for if you work at like a bar or a restaurant or something like that. But that's yeah, not what we're talking just about. Just to here. be clear, that's not what my mom does. She's in the other. She's in the. She's in the show business industry. You were gonna say better industry, and that's classist. I know. I'm sorry. She's always doing. Uh, she does everybody's makeup, and she so does. you grew up around. I mean, uh, pretty crazy makeup uh, art all the time. I mean, you yeah. must have had some pretty insane Halloween costumes, huh, Neil? Am I right? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. One year I went as um, Woody from Toy Story. Um, Did she give you an extra big forehead? No, I just wore like a yellow flannel shirt. So there wasn't a lot of makeup involved in that one. Do you ever go as a Dracula or as a Frankenstein or as a zombie? Do you go as a uh, an alien from aliens? Um, well, one time I went as a Dracula, but like before he had done anything. So he was like... Just a guy. He just went as <clears throat> Dracula pre-vampire. Just a guy? You just went as a guy who wasn't even pale or nothing. Yeah, like what's his what's his backstory? Where's he coming from? What's what like what makes him tick? And I really tried to explore all of those kind of different intricacies before we get to know the demon behind you, the. You remind me a lot of a guest that we had on last week, who's an extra, and yeah. he was always really kind of getting into his process for for these characters. Yeah, for sure. Um, I also dress up for other holidays. Um, Fourth of July, I always go as a firework. Um, uh, Memorial Day, I always go as a cross. Wait, you go as a cross for Memorial Day? So what do you do? Stick your arms out to either side and just walk straight? Wait, but what's the cross for? For Memorial. In Memoriam, it's where you remember all the soldiers that gave their lives for this country, just like the heroes on this show give their lives every week. I know I went to technical college, but I just, that's just, okay. So it sounds like instead of doing anything visually appealing for any of your costumes, you do stuff that's more intellectually appealing. Yeah. Yeah. That's for sure. Um, it, but I still know, I still get really excited when my mom does cool makeup and stuff for other shows. So she doesn't do your makeup for Halloween. No, I, no, she doesn't. Is that because she would, uh, is that because she's a pro and she's, you know, you can't pay or what? I'm sure it's not that way. Right? It's probably not that. I don't. I don't know. I mean, that's it's probably, it. That's it. That's it. It'd probably be better that than your mom doesn't like you. I think those are the only two options. Maybe she ran out of makeup every year. Every year on every holiday, she runs out of makeup. She knows I dress up for every single holiday. You are a little too smart for your own good, aren't you, Neil? You are just a. He's on. <laughs> precocious little cookie what's he on sudoku eight almost well seven i know he's still, been, but I'm he's been furiously uh tapping away at that sudoku over there this whole time it's pretty insane to see somebody multitasking like that and he's typing on it like a computer i know kids these days it's like uh i don't know it's like they've adapted to add and made it work for them yeah you know what i mean teach mm -hmm. a kid to fish exactly yeah. oh that reminds me of my favorite movie um f uh, salmon fishing in the yemen um, is that what it's called? Yeah, that's what it's called. That's your number one that favorite movie. That movie is so good. Wow. What's your number one, two favorite movie? Best Exotic Marigold Hotel? No, that movie sucks. <laughs> yeah, my number two is, um, well, Toy Story 2. The objectively worst Toy Story film. 
Uh, I guess. Neil, you are quite the contrarian. You have been... Uh, mm. Sounds like you get one of those Vulture magazines in the mail and you just take the opposite side of things. Bet this guy liked MGMT's second album. Yeah. <laughs> Haven't heard it. Yeah, well, that's... Uh, that's that's it. That's it. <laughs> so, uh, so, Neil, you saw tonight's episode. I mean, uh, how insane was that? Right in this episode, it takes a village when Dylan Sprouse, like they start this episode off with probably one of the most insane scenarios you could ever have in life, which is he's pulling a night shift at the fire station. Somebody just leaves their baby there, and all of a sudden he's, I mean, uh, and you'd think with an episode like this that tugs on your heartstrings so much that you couldn't also have just action packed into it, but. Somehow they kept it fast paced, they kept it thrilling, but they also, man, if they, if I didn't shed a couple tears at the end of that, you know? Yeah, Lord knows how they fit three gunfights into tonight's episode, but somehow they did it. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. They always find a way, you know, that's the thing I love about this show is they always find a way just to make it all work. I feel like they fit about a season's worth of drama into 10 minutes in this show. Yeah. 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 Well, that's the thing with shows cuz you can't just have you um you can't just have a little bit of a show. You have to have a full show in one show. That would be interesting though if they let you do that, right? <laughs> if they uh if the network just sort of said, "Well, you guys put up a great first 10 minutes, so we'll just air that this week." Mhm. We'll but the fans would go nuts. Fans would go nuts. Yeah. I've saw I've saw so many fans of this show on the street. You can tell who they are because they're wearing the the Chicago um, Heroes shirt. And there's a Chicago Heroes shirt. Yeah, it's well. Some there is one. There is one main one. I've seen. I've seen like ten of them. Five of them were just um, shirts from the show Heroes that they had a sticker that said Chicago above it. I got a few of those in my closet at home. Yeah, yeah. You know, I bought up uh, some old eBay Heroes shirt stock as soon as we got this uh, podcasting gig, and I started I scrawled Chicago on there, magic marker. Yeah, and then the other ones um, were just uh, um, they were just Selena Gomez's face um, that said uh, that said Chicago across her forehead. Okay, and you know, you know what that is. Um, I was gonna actually have to write a nasty letter to the network because I'd asked for some official merch just because we're doing this for him and they said there isn't any so I was going to be pissed if it's honestly freaking ridiculous and every time we ask them for something they're uh, they they end their email back with uh, who are you yeah we'll cut this out what a powerhouse episode I'm, for Dylan Sprouse uh, I hope we get to see a lot more of this unfold over the season I think uh, I mean, what character building, what world building to find out that he was also a fire station baby. He was also left in a fire station in that flashback scene with, I don't know how they got Ray Romano uh, to just do the five seconds of the disgruntled dad dropping this baby outside the fire station. But uh, what what a, what I mean, a it's role. Really, it was honestly, it was pretty incredible because it's like you get into this, like you, you see Dylan... Sprouse decide to keep this baby, right? He decide he says, I'm gonna he he looks in the mirror and he says, Dylan, you're gonna raise this baby. And you're like, What's up with how many sizes of heart uh this guy's got? His heart's so big. And then you get this flashback to Ray Romano, and you're like, Ray Romano taught him how to be a man, and then it's like, no, they cast the great, the late mm-hmm. great Ray Romano, and he's he's the bad guy. Yeah. I, I mean, miss that's insane. him. I miss Ray Romano. R.I.P. Yeah. yeah. And here I was, all primed and ready for the Ray Romanaissance and gone too soon. You know, the brightest lights burn out the fastest is mm-hmm. what I'm saying. 
Yeah. Uh, Deborah. Deborah's uh Deborah's shedding a tear for for <laughs> Ray up in heaven. Anyway, I mean, wicked, wicked, crazy flashback. The way that he mm-hmm. is, we see like, all right, so he was, uh, he was dropped off at this fire station, and then he is raised his whole life, and now not only do we know, do we know why does he have such compassion for this fire station baby, we know why did he go down the route of becoming a firefighter? It is the, it is the gene pool that he was swimming in. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I don't know if this is actually true of Chicago. This actually caused like kind of a Google rabbit hole for me. But um, <clears throat> it seems like a large percentage of the population of Chicago is also fire station babies because then Dylan Smith brings this child to uh, a meeting with all the other adult- adults who were fire station babies. And they kind of, you know, the um, this, this is what this reminded me of um, the scene in Rent where they are all at the uh, that meeting and they're like, will I lose my dignity? Will someone care? That one. And mm-hmm. it seemed it like gave that vibe to me of like, oh, this is this is like very solemn. This is very somber. Um, these people are all going through something like bigger than them. And uh, it's can- really beautiful. I love Rent. Yeah. It's a gorgeous musical. It's a gorgeous movie. I think the movie is better than the the stage show. Okay. Honestly, that's that's it. I actually, think the version that's been reformatted to fit your TV is the best one. I got that one taped off ABC from uh, two thousand three. So that's how I. Whoa. Two thousand three, huh? <laughs> Were you even born then? Um, I don't think so. How many times have you gone through seventh grade, Neil? Well, the. At Hollywood Hills, that's it. Um, <laughs> you technically only go through it once, but it is two. It is two and a half years for each. For each grade. Yeah, it's two. And a half. <laughs> so that's a middle school, right? Hollywood Hills. Uh-huh. That's it. So you went in there at sixth grade. So you're twelve years old. A little over halfway through your seventh grade year. Yeah. So you're like sixteen and a half years old. Uh, well, close. I'm fourteen. Um. You started kindergarten early? Yeah, and yeah. I can't wait to be 16 and a half. It's going to rule so freaking hard. Yeah, they let you uh, drive with other teens in your mm-hmm. car yeah. once you get through your learner's permit. I can't wait to get my learner's permit. Anyway, yeah, Twitter was popping off with the episode tonight where uh, we had all, I mean, we had all these hashtags just flying off, and you can just see the kind of community that's cropping up around this show. You know, I am, uh, I am a fire station baby too. Je suis fire station baby. Yeah, hashtag me too fire station baby. Hashtag you too fire station baby. And then someone was all you too octung baby. Yeah, those yeah. got confusing for me at the end of it. You on Twitter there, Neil? I am on Twitter. Um, you can always follow me um, at Neil the Real Hollywood Hills. That's it. No, that's it. No, that's it. Because oh, that's apost- a different guy. No, well, just because apostrophes are confusing when it comes to the um, Twitter handles. Because it's like, do you put it in? You have to put it in because it's the that's how the word is spelled. But also, you shouldn't put it in because then it. Um, and that's a good reminder for us to plug our Twitter handle, which is at Chicago Heroes. That's C H I C A G O H E R O E apostrophe S. That's right. How did you guys get the apostrophe to? To work in there. To be totally honest, we're not sure if any tweets are actually going out. Uh, we've been sending them, and 
we we're casting the lines and they ain't coming back with much. I'm searching right now. I can't find anything. Okay, that's enough. Yeah. All right. That's it. Freddie fast fingers over there with that iPad. Th- tonight's episode had an ethical quandary at the center of it. Should they give this baby away to a loving family who adopts it into their home mm-hmm. or should they raise this baby as a community in the fire station? And I mean, obviously they, you know, obviously that's the route they went. Do you think that was the right choice? Um, you know, it's, it's really interesting because we, we only have what they are saying and doing and doing with their faces and stuff. And the thing about this scene where Dylan is talking to, um, where he's talking to one of the coffee shop boosters about it. Um, Wait, the coffee shop what? Boosters. Mm-hmm. Um, that scene is so powerful to me because it's such a, um, you get it. You know, you see what they're doing and you're like, oh. And this, the looks on his face is like, that is crazy. And you know that it's white. You know that it is because he has to. Yeah, I mean, he's like, there's no other way. There was never another way. Oh, stop! That uh, line, that line, that line. First of all, and that line reading, can you imagine? I don't have to imagine because thankfully got it on DVR, my my buddy. Cool. Strike up the old TiVo. Uh, what would you do if your mom left you at a fire station? Um, she's tried, but um, yeah, I. You know, there's something. There's there's willpower that I um. And not to get too um, preachy about myself, but I have it. I have a lot of it. That's what is going to keep me going through my second, seventh grade, my second, eighth grade, and then hopefully my first, second, third, ninth grade, my first, second, third, tenth grade, um, my first, second, third, fourth, eleventh grade, and my first, twelfth grade, and then college. So, um, yeah, I said no, and she said, all right. And then she tried to drive away again, but I... (laughs) Grabbed onto the little, I grabbed onto the little wing thing of her, um, the trailer that, hitch. No, it wasn't. It was like on. She had a Subaru back then, one of those fancy like Subarus from Fast and the Furious kind of thing, and it had like a a thing on it. And I just grabbed a hold of that, and she tried to drive away, and I was kind of flew behind her like a cape. Was she drifting all the way back home? She was. (laughs) Sort of of drifting and trying to lose you, get you to fishtail off the back? Yeah, she really tried. um, And I thought it was going to happen when she just, when she fully rolled the car. Um, But, you know, that's resilience. That's what I have. That's honestly why I see myself so much in this Dylan character is because we, um, sorry, I'm getting choked up. Um, We have resilience. Yeah, you're like those little dogs and that cat from Homeward Bound. Mm-hmm. Always going to find your way back home. Always got to, yeah. You got to find your way back home. Well, it sounds like uh, that's just about time to uh, take a little break and go to our uh, sponsor. Hey, this is Sarah from Please Save Me. This podcast uh, is sponsored by you. Uh, so please rate and review us and please save us. Welcome back. We're here with our guest, uh, Neil Terry. Hey. And it's time for us to get into one of my favorite segments of the show that I'm excited about, which is called Save Me, Please. But you're the only one that can save me. We ain't heroes, but we know a thing or two. You, our listeners, have called in with some sticky situations that you need a little bit of advice with uh, from 
maybe not from heroes, but from folks who rub shoulders with heroes every single day. Uh, So we're going to field some questions from our listeners here and uh, see if we can advise you about uh, how to maybe get yourself out of a precarious scenario. So let's go ahead and take our first call. Hi, my name's Lindsay. First time, long time. Actually, I never listened to your show, and honestly, I probably never will. I just saw this promoted tweet that said it could get $15 for calling in with a question. Anyway, yeah, my grandma keeps finding my weed and threatening to kick me out of her apartment. So, like, what should I do? Specifically said in that tweet, not to mention the tweet when you called in. But it's good to know our tweets are going out. Yeah, because I've been spending a pretty penny on boosting those. Lindsay... Thank you for listening, and I would say, stop smoking weed. Pretty simple, simple situation. Stop smoking weed. Your grandma's not going to kick you out of her apartment, you know? Yeah, I don't want to get on my high horse here, but weed practically ruined my life a long time ago, so just think about that. Um, hi, Lindsay. It's Neil. Um, just wanted to tell you whatever choice you make, I think is going to be white. This is the one time you didn't have an opinion. I know. The one time. I know, I couldn't answer. I Get couldn't a real say yes or no. laissez-faire approach to substance use there, huh? Mm-hmm. Well, as the, as I'm always saying, you can be blasé about some things, woes, but you can't be blasé about substance abuse. All right, well, let's. Uh, how about we go to another call here? I'm hoping that uh, our next... I'm hoping our next caller might actually have sort of, like... I, I don't know, I put out a call for, like... I wanted listeners to call with sticky situations. Yeah, wait, I have a joke. Um, what if you were blaze about substance abuse or a richard blaze from top chef no like blaze like hi just blaze i got you yeah next call hey this is chris in minneapolis minnesota i'm a a sixth grade teacher and i'm calling from uh uh, we're, we're on a field trip and on the way back i guess the bus driver fell asleep at the wheel i don't know anyway we went out the side of this little hill and smashed into a sort of ravine I guess it's more like a ditch, but it's really, it's almost a ravine. Uh, Things are heating up really fast in here, really progressing. So we could really use some help here. I got my arm kind of jammed between the seat and the window here. Oh, and the field trip was to Mall of America. I don't, I don't know if that matters. Okay, um, I hope you get this. Hey, Chris, thanks for listening. Yeah, please rate and review us on iTunes. Um, and I would just say, I don't have much to say except for, hey, stay positive. Mind over matter. Um, yeah, and if you can, try and save all the children because, um, you know, they really put the trust in you and you kind of failed them as a responsible adult in this situation. So okay, that's, that's cool, Neil, re- but I would say more like sort of, you know, Chris, if you can see it, you can be it. Yeah. If you can dream it. You can do it. And also, one more thing. Um, you probably shouldn't be in charge of a bunch of kids anymore. All right. Uh, it's that kind of uh, negative Nancy, no-can-do attitude, Neil. That's not going to help Chris out in this situation. Uh, Chris, if you can believe it, you can achieve it. Do you think uh, Chief Samantha Bolts would take kindly to that kind of negativity? No. Yeah, you're What is she a- always saying? If you dream it, you can do it. You're being a real Romano over there, Neil. Hey, uh, I'm just telling it like it is because honestly, um, he should stop listening to podcasts and go save all those fucking kids who seem to be actively dying as he was talking. Hey, Ben, I thought of a joke. (laughs) You called him Romano, so you should shred him.
Yeah, why don't you climb in the shredder, Neil, because you're being a real Romano. Um, save me, please. I know you probably won't even hear this or put it on the podcast or whatever, because you probably have like a million fans calling in, but I was just wondering, do you know if the Strauss twins are 18 yet? And can you give me their number? And if not, do you know when they turn 18? Okay, thank you. I'm going to take this one. Um, I have looked into this a lot, just just uh, as a host of the show, just trying to make sure that I am knowledgeable about all the characters and the cast and like, you know, knowledge is power. So um, I looked at, I looked into it and yes, they are older than 18. Thank God for that, because uh, it would be uh, it would be bad if they weren't. They're 25. So put them together. You got yourself a silver fox. Um, one thing I will say about this is that um, they definitely are of age. However, um, one time I was going to put my jacket away um, and I saw them behind the coat rack um, just wrapped up in tiny little blankets going, goo goo gaga, I wish I was 14 again. I wish I was 14 again. And each sucking on a tiny little um, sweet life of Zach and Cody pacifier. So, um, I mean, yeah, it seems like they're not well. I have seen those. I have seen them sucking on those pacifiers pretty much like whenever they're on set. And I think what's crazy about this is like, okay, the network's making us pay out of pocket for our own trailer to record this to record this podcast in, but they're employing a they're employing a handler for each of the Sprouse twins to put the pacifier back in their mouth as soon as the director yells cut. I want that job. I want that job. Um, my friend, um, actually, um, what's her name? Jean, yeah, she does it for Cole, and she is so fed up. So oh, that's can... Janine Garofalo. Oh, yeah, and that's what I'm saying about the trailer thing because they're they're uh, they're paying Janine Garofalo at uh, they're paying her at scale, and they're giving her points on the back end. And she's not even in the show. But she was supposed to be, uh, she was actually in the pilot episode, but um, all she was doing was uh, stand up on top of uh, the roof of the CS Tower. And they were like, we don't actually need that. So they cut that scene. I heard that the budget for the pilot, the the unaired pilot was over a mil. Far. Because of all the uh, helicopter shots of Ginny Garofalo on top of Sears Tower. Yeah, it was like um, the opening scene from The Shining, except for um, instead of following the car, they're just following Janine Garofalo. <laughs> what was insane was they were up so high that it was like they could have been following anybody, but they stayed with her for a long time in that unaired pilot. I mean, I haven't, I haven't obviously I haven't seen it officially, but they put a they there's a ripped there's ripped version up on yeah. Daily Motion. So watch. I just sent it to you. Oh, thank you. Oh, thanks to the 14-year-old who has more access to this show. <laughs> so, yeah, we answered that question. The Sprouse Twins are insanely hot. Um, also, big babies, and they're over 18. So, hope that helps out. Um, we don't have their phone numbers yet, but once we get them... I think that maybe... Uh, God, if I could just remember that guy's name from last week, I think he might have got one of their phone oh, numbers because yeah, he dropped, dropped it. it on the ground and then he picked it up. <laughs> So we got to track that guy down. I, uh, I'll have to look through my records. Yeah, I just hope I never have to actually look at him again. That eye was fucked up. He, I mean, that guy was creepy. I didn't want to say it, but he was a real weirdo. Yeah, he probably didn't even need any makeup. He probably didn't need your mom. I mean, Neil, you're probably like a, 
you're probably like a six, a seven, but this guy was That's, a, this guy was a two. Come on, he's fourteen, and I am a solid five. So you uh, you just negotiated that downwards. Mm-hmm. That's what I do with everything: salary, looks, um, haircut. What kind of salary are you getting? What kind of salary? Well, they started at thirty-two, and I said that's Who? too much. Who? Hollywood Hills. That's it. They're paying you over there. Yeah. Well, I don't get benefits, but I yeah, it's salaried. What are you, lunch monitor? No, I go to school there. They pay you to go to school? Mm-hmm. They're really trying to boost the um, boost it. Okay, that's what I'm saying about this podcast. Is we got to get some sort of program like that going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, I was just thinking, like, I'm a Chicago, I'm a Chicago seven, but a Chicago heroes two. Everybody on this show is so hot. But you're a please save me ten. Ben, stop. Good. <laughs> want to share a sleeping bag later or something? Jesus. Uh, let's go into my favorite segment, which is the rescue report. So you know why this is my favorite segment. Uh, I just love tallying up the number of lives that were saved every episode, and a lot of lives were saved in an explicit way in that they were about to die and they were saved, but some in a way more philosophically, more spiritually, and uh, we can get to that too. Every, every week this show is like a ship in the night picking up sorry souls that are drowning. You know, I mean... It's honestly, it's really beautiful. And yeah. this segment also um, holds a pretty special place in my heart because this is kind of where my mom gets to shine. Yeah, I mean, in every single one of those gunfights, you got Cole Sprouse, Colton Smith running around, the, uh, you know, probably the fastest paramedic this side of, I don't know, New York City. Uh, and I would dare say he's even better than some of the guys working in the Big Apple because the way that we see him plug up a lot of those bullet wounds is incredible. Yeah, and I can't believe, I think, I mean, that's super impressive, but I think the most impressive thing is that she got guest star Will Arnett to look like the fire station baby. They honestly, they pull absolutely no punches, and they are pulling out all the stops for this because they are casting A-listers in what should be, like, background roles. And I think that's a testament to the show, uh, A, not giving a fuck, which is an approach that I adore. It's just, like, I live for, like anti-heroes and all that good stuff from like other shows and i feel like this show itself is kind of an anti-hero if that makes sense it's just like it's like disrespecting everything you thought a show should be yeah it's like this is it it's like this show is like in your face it's like this is how things are this is how things are gonna be this is the way this is the life this is the truth this is us you know what i mean yeah this is us Mm -hmm. it's every week i saw that in the first uh, in the first gunfight just to get back to the tally seven lives oh no, no no eight what yeah he saved seven there were seven gunshot victims yeah but there was a guy who got hit by the car in the background during the gunfight because he was trying to watch the gunfight and then he got hit by a car that was amazing too because it was like they didn't even pull the they didn't even pull focus on him in the camera it was just like literally in the background yeah it was just like i i think that's just like to uh, again i love world building and I think it's just so cool that they put all that carnage in the back just to be like, this is the breadth of it. And if you notice it, great. But if you don't notice it, like, that's fine, too. Second gunfight, six more lives. I mean, Six more lives. <laughs> not to mention the importance of the lives, right? Because it's like, you got your normal, everyday people, right? But when he saved the manager of that Arby's, it's like... That's the manager of the Arby's played by Renee Zellweger? Renee Zellweger, that's her livelihood. That's her bread and butter. That is. You know? She can't be out on sick leave. No. Her makeup looked really good, too. 
She's a re- she's really kind. You can tell your mom that the way that they made it genuinely look like beef and cheddars were coming out of her uh, her uh, where she got gut shot. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Yeah. yeah, coming out of her gut. Mm-hmm. Third gunfight. Uh, uh, R.I.P. Everybody. I mean, yeah, that one was hard to watch. It was hard saved. to take. Nobody could be saved. And not for lack of trying on Colton Smith's part, and uh, not for lack of showing up on. Serena Sanchez's part. I mean, they did everything they could. And I don't know about you guys, but I feel like I saw a little bit of a spark fly between the two. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm not going to say you saw a spark. I'm going to say you felt the heat of a freaking flame. I I was like, okay, are these two going to get in the sleeping bag together or what? (laughs) For me, I was honestly, I was just like, uh, let me put on some, uh, like... (laughs) I can't watch this. Yeah, it's like, let me put on some SPF. I'm about to burn up. (laughs) Yeah, I think they're going to be really good friends this season. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, best friends. I mean, they saved the baby. They saved his life. They brought him up from uh, from probably he was going to die out on that stoop. And I can't wait to watch this baby grow up, and I can't wait to see what Will Arnett does with the character. I mean, they've really got themselves into a situation here where they made him up to look like a baby, and then when this show is still running in season 20, 21, 22, they're going to still have to be slapping makeup on him to make him look like they're going to have to keep aging him up. But that's just the craft. Yeah. You know. That's television, you know. That's just the way everything kind of has to happen. It's all magic, and it's where the mag- This is where the magic gets. This made. is where the magic gets made, and it's where we get to watch it ha- happen. Hollywood, that's it. Hollywood Hills. Yeah, they're not a sponsor. They're, oh, come on. What What do you want me to say? Enter code Bang Bang to get free tuition to this made up school. It's not a made up school. What is the code Bang Bang? Where did that even come from? And also, I get paid $29,000 a year to go there. All right. Uh, agree to disagree, Neil. Neil, can you pay attention for our closing thoughts? Can you put down your iPad for a second? Uh, yes, yeah, I. We get this sort of resolution shot where we see this fire station baby's father come back like an arsonist, go into the scene of his crime to watch the house burn, to look wistfully upon the baby that he dropped off and we see him uh we see him look down and smile as he sees a big insurance payout for loss of a child so what did you think about that um you know you can't really beat a good social commentary um right right pinned in the end of an episode um i thought it was really uh interesting and um i like that he was um this is also just a shout out to my um my friend the costume designer um i love that he was wearing just a full um apron um that was like really confusing and it was like and it, one thing I love about a show is when it does something weird, but it never explains it. And that's what this did. And to have this last moment that's so um, fraught with emotion, but the whole time where Romano is wearing a full apron. Wait, was that? Okay, was that Ray Romano? Hang on. Was that Ray Romano in the Kiss to Cook uh, apron? That was Ray Romano. They put him in. Um, so what happened was uh, they had him obviously uh, separately in the episode earlier um but then they um this is kind of uh, what my mom does uh thank you to her um she 
put him into a different makeup and he became a different person. Okay, so hang on. When did they film this episode? Because it had to have been before uh They actually November. filmed this one before the pilot. This is the first episode that they ever filmed. Oh, and that's why Dylan um, has a mustache. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's all, yeah. It And one thing I love about the show also is that chronolo- chronologically, none of it, it makes sense. It goes back and forth within time and you don't ever get explained why or how it's all working they're not putting makeup on a mustache they're not shaving a mustache they're not cgiing a motherfucking mustache they're like this is the way this is the life this is the truth this This is is us. us you can have it that's it smells like courage yeah ha